So what makes you want to get up and keep pushing to do the new technologies and, and figure out a way to do this cheaper and better? Let me ask, let me ask that a different way. How many, how many times in the last, what, how long did you go? Did you start this two or three years ago? Approximately? Yeah, about, about three years ago. Yeah. So how many times in the last three years have you woken up and said, what am I doing? Why am I, why did I do this? Do I want to continue? Uh, I, I mean, 365 days a year. probably. No, uh. <laughs> All right. Welcome to another episode of company on the rise, your place for entrepreneurship in real time. Uh, today we have Tyler Bennett, along with Chris, Becky, Evan, and your host, Chris Fricchini. Today, we're going to be talking about startups and pushing through hard times and what keeps you going. Yeah, so Tyler is a, Tyler and I met in a peer group. Man, I'm going to say, it's, I'm going to say it shorter than it was, actually was four or five years ago, maybe. Is that, is that right? I, honestly, I, something like that. Yeah, it's probably longer than that, but I'm flying, man. Um. And Tyler is has uh, Tyler's a lot like me, where he has a new idea for a business about every day, and uh, and he uh, he you are the CEO of a generational business, right? Fourth generation, is that right? Yeah, fourth generation. So that business twenty eight. That's amazing. So that that business wow. is called Garbennett. He recently merged with a, a different company, right? So that that. Of, of about equal size. So um, so tell us a little bit about what Gar Bennett does, and then we'll get into the startup one. Yeah. You know, our family business has been around for 90-plus years. We do uh, on-farm uh, drip irrigation, any type of water conservation. We're in the west of the United States, so it's very dry out here right now. So we have a, a lot of farms looking to conserve water. So that's basically what we do there. We also sell them fertilizer and chemicals and do all sorts of, you know, crop care, crop management type activities. And so we're really, you know, our tagline is, you know, um, more crop with uh, less water. And, and so that's really what we're shooting for. Um, so as water's getting tight, crop production drops. We try to maintain crop production and increase it with especially the water as far as we can. I and mean, that's pretty much what, what we do in a little sound bite there. And yeah, so it's a big business out out in California, and they they fourth generation is is uh, is very very impressive. And then he started another business called Bennett Environmental, and that um, I'll, I'll I'll let you explain it way better than I do because my terms won't sound good on the air. <laughs> yeah, no worries. No, Bennett Environmental is a renewable energy business. So we take uh, wastewater and um, we capture methane. And we upgrade the gas and make it pipeline quality and inject it into a pipeline, a utility pipeline. And uh, that it flows through the utility pipeline and goes to a dispensing station owned by uh, large, you know, oil and gas companies. And then they dispense it into a CNG vehicle. And it, the, the whole process is intended to take a diesel engine off the road and replace it with a CNG truck that's much cleaner. So you're you're capturing methane and greenhouse gases on the front end, and then you're also upgrading that gas, putting it into a pipeline, running it through uh, so that a, a dispensary um, owned by BP or Chevron or Shell, those types of companies, they can actually dispense that into a CNG truck and take a diesel truck off the road. So 
yeah, it's a, it's a green business. It's a, it's renewable energy business. And, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting that the, um, the outlook for it is, is real promising. The, the biggest challenge has been, um, it's a very, very complicated business with lots of people involved along the way. You know, you have a utility pipeline, you have an oil and gas company, we're a startup on this end, you know, out, out at the dairies in on the farms, which is what we normally are doing on a daily basis. So yeah, it's a, it, it takes a while to get these projects going, but um, it's also because the energy is renewable, it's worth a lot more than just say a, a normal fossil fuel well that will pump gas out of the ground. Um, so, you know, you have carbon credit markets, both a federal market and a state market. And, uh, and those carbon credits are purchased by the big oil and gas companies to sort of offset some polluting activities that they have. They, they have to buy these carbon credits. And uh, that's what we sell. I think it's interesting that Tyler had these two businesses, while both kind of environmental, because one's about water conservation and right. one's about green energy, but operationally probably couldn't be different, more different as far as, as fourth generation, very sustained, very good market share, very very large and so you know doesn't move probably i'm gonna guess tyler probably doesn't move at the speed of light because of the size of the company and then you have the Bennett environmental startup that has to that has to pivot about every day i would imagine at this point (laughs) (laughs) no you're exactly right i always joke with my wife you know i'm like hey uh you know our family business which is gar bennett you know that that seems like it's on autopilot you know it's on cruise control and it's there's of course, there's problems there, but because you have such a large team, it doesn't all fall on the same three or four people to solve everything. And when you're in a startup, it's really a lot different. Everything has to be done by the same small team, and you end up wearing so many different hats that you just feel that when you walk in the door that day, you have no idea what your day is going to look like. <laughs> Where at Gar Bennett, I can walk in and kind of walk in in the morning and go, okay, hey, what do I want to do today? What do I want to work on today, right? And you don't have that luxury in a startup. It's it's like, what do we absolutely have to do today to get through this week? And then we'll see what next week brings. Um, so it's it's definitely not to the faint of heart, the startup. What was it that made you want to start with the, the startup that been an environmental? Besides insanity. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, insanity, uh, craziness. Um, no, I, I think, uh, you know, it's about seeing an opportunity and feeling like you can help your customers with something that they can't solve themselves. And I also think it's about doing something good for the environment. You know, I mean, so there's, there's kind of a dual purpose there. And, and so our customers had three major challenges that didn't really fit entirely into the Garb Bennett uh, spectrum of, of lines of business. And so we said, why don't we carve out a new company called Bennett Environmental that will go after something that we had never done before, which was renewable energy. You know, so we've always been water people. We've, we've dealt with wastewater. We've dealt with, you know, water conservation, water conveyance, water pumping, all those types of things. But the, the renewable energy piece was different. But the dairies had, had three problems. One was uh, the state of California came out and said, look, by 2030, we want to reduce the methane going up into the air by 40% in the dairy industry. So all the dairies were like, well, how do we do that? That's you know, a big number. We, yeah, what's methane? You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, because you can't see it. It's just going up in the air. So so it was, 
you know, that was, that was step number one was helping them to figure out how to do that. Step number two was they have a lot of nitrogen nitrate coming off of their, of any animal agricultural facility. And those nitrates can, um, can trickle down into the groundwater and, uh, affect pregnant women. If the nitrate levels too high in your tap water, not good for pregnant women and causes blue baby syndrome. So a lot of the issues around the country with water quality have to do with too many nitrates or too much phosphorus. And on the East Coast, it's phosphorus. On the West Coast, it's nitrates, which is a problem. So, you know, we have to have a water treatment system. Um, and Bennett Environmental also had um, a, a system that will, does have a system that will uh, tackle that. And then the third thing is where Gar Bennett fit in, which is, okay, once your water is cleaner coming off an animal agricultural facility, You've got to spread that water over so many acres of land uh, by law, and so they're going to need drip irrigation to help spread that wastewater around and, and grow crops with it. So that's where Gar Bennett came in. And so they, we were looking at it as um, a, originally a drip irrigation play and water, you know, conveyance play for Gar Bennett. But we said if we if we we can't just solve that issue and leave these other two issues hanging out there because they're all connected as part of the dairy. So in looking at that, we said, okay, well, we feel really good about the second part, the water treatment, but the first part, methane capture and gas, we don't really know anything about renewable energy. And that doesn't really fit the risk return profile of Garbenet. So let's spin that out. Renewable energy is very popular. It looks like an exciting industry to be in. And so we just went for it. And uh, so we're learning about it. Uh, I, you know, got a great partner who's a civil engineer um, and worked at a regional engineering firm. And so I convinced him to join up. We had been working uh, together on a consulting basis prior to starting Bennett Environmental, thinking about these three issues and how we might solve them. And so we took a trip to Israel. Uh, I, I convinced him to jump on a plane and go to Israel and look for technologies that could solve these three issues, methane capture, water treatment, and, and drip irrigation. We already had really the first two. And so we went to Israel and we interviewed uh, three different companies um, out of originally a, a group of 80 that we had identified uh, that could have technologies already in existence that were commercially available that could solve these issues. And so, so that's how it all got started. And it was a crazy idea. You know, I found myself leaving the comfort of this big team and deciding that I'm going to fly to Israel, search for technologies, never been to Israel before, just felt like that was the wastewater capital of the world. They recycle everything. You know, they have very, very tight water supply uh, and a lot of demand. And so we went there to, to really kind of dig, see what we could find. And uh, we found something that was pretty cool and came back, and that, that's kind of how the whole thing got started, formed the company around that technology. And, uh, and here we are today um, pivoting. We pivoted away from that technology, actually, <laughs> because we found something better. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, that's how it got started, and it's been a lot of fun, but very different than what I'm used to. And uh, I guess I am a little crazy to leave the comfort zone of the – of the big team. Yeah. So, so what makes you want to get up and keep pushing to do the new technologies and, and figure out a way to do this cheaper and better? 
Let me ask. Let me ask that a different way. How many? How many times in the last? What? How long did you go? Did you start this? Two or three years ago, approximately. Yeah, about about three years ago. Yeah. So, how many times in the last three years have you woken up and said, "What am I doing? Why am I? Why did I do this? <laughs> right. Do I want to continue?" Uh, I I mean, three hundred sixty-five days a year, probably. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> You know, a lot. I, I, I think you can, you know, if you if you stay in the zone of where you are at that moment, sometimes it can be very disheartening, right? And you have to kind of bring yourself back up to why are we doing this in the first place? You know, and we're doing this to make an economic return, sure. But we're also doing this to help our help our customers that we've had generational relationships with. And we're also doing it because animal agriculture, we feel, can do things cleaner and better um, without putting all of the financial burden on the backs of these dairymen, some of which are small, small family businesses. So we just felt like, you know, the mission, we, we, we really believe in the mission. Um, and uh, we believe in, you know, realizing an economic return for our investors is important. We believe in providing a good place to work is important. And, and we really do. This is a big issue for California. I mean, it is California has a lot of bad air quality because we have, what, 40 million people living here now. I mean, it's a beautiful place, very crowded, um, and our air quality is not great. We've had fires. We've had all kinds of problems. And, um, you know, we hope that we can be a piece of, of the solution and, and the future that will be a cleaner future for California. And we know that, you know, dairies, the dairy industry and other animal agricultural industries have serious issues, not, not um, things they've done on purpose. It's just been by the nature of what they do. And so we have technology now that we can really help out. And so if you forget about that, you can get lost in the fact that, Hey, today we're really dealing with a, a, a an issue of, you know, some, something that is a fire drill, but really in the big picture, when you look back at it, you'll forget you even had that fire drill. But it's, it's very disheartening at that moment. You know, it's very grind. You're grinding through it. You're, you can't think about anything else. Somebody's calling you and yelling at you for some reason, you know, and you're you're in that moment and it just isn't comfortable. Right. And so you kind of have to bring yourself back up to why are we doing this in the first place? Um, and remind yourself and trust that you're going to get there eventually. You know, there's a lot of trust, a lot of faith that we're going to get to where we need to be eventually. And it may not be exactly clear how we're going to get there at this moment, but we trust each other as a team and we, we have, uh, we have the right vision, the right model, and you got to just have a lot of faith and, and keep, keep charging. It's, it's tough at sometimes, but that's, if you don't have that, you'll never make it. <laughs> so I think I think one of the differences between uh, I haven't run a business as quite as large as Tyler's, but 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 much bigger than a startup. And I think one of the differences, Tyler, between the Gar Bennett side and the and the Ben Environmental startup side is 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 what you said is that is that in the startup mode in Gar Bennett there are there are more problems in Gar Bennett. You just don't see them. <laughs> because other people right. take care of them. Right. And exactly. and on the startup side, you see every pop problem and every problem 
not every problem, but a lot of those problems are, are company killer problems because you're so small. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. and so you have to, you have to act on every one of them. And, and I think mm-hmm. that's just the big difference between this mentality that we've talked about here and Tyler's talking about, about how you have to really believe in the mission because if you do not, you're going to quit. And, and you have to yeah. believe that what you're doing is the right thing and that you, that you can be successful at it. And, and cause it can get emotionally draining. I think, I think, I think Tyler's oh, yeah. been there. I mean, we've had conversations before and um, yep. I think, I think he's been there and I've been there at times where you're like, man, I, I, I what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there's, there's been days I woke up and I'm like, holy crap, man, why am I doing it? <laughs> And, and it's, you're, you're, you're at the point where I, you're like, I don't even know if I can go in and, and, and read emails today because it just, what, what else is going to happen? You know, what else is going to come at me? Right. And there's curveballs coming in all the time. And sometimes, you know, you're getting 10 curveballs a day. Other days you don't get any curveballs, but those days when you do it, it's, it gets, it gets low and, uh, friends in life and community are so huge because sometimes with unsolicited, I'd get a call and someone would say, Hey, I'm going to come see you or, Hey, I'm going to, um, you know, let's talk. I I know you're going through something right now. Let's talk about, I've been there, you know, and those types of things are what help get you through. You know, if you're on an Island and you're by yourself, it can, it can, and has many entrepreneurs. It's just worn them down and they just say, Hey, look, I never want to do a startup or, be in business ever again. I think I'll go do something completely different because it's so, it's so painful. And that's where Um, I think, I think a lot of these peer groups and Tyler and I met in a peer group. I think that's, I think that's part of, you know, it is the support group of friends and family, but also I think it's, you know, a lot of times your friends for the most part and family haven't been through, they don't know what you're going through because they haven't done this. And, and that's where the peer group kind of really helps out in that because a lot of those people have, have been in your shoes before and, and know what you're going through and, and can really say, man, hang in there. Cause it, it's, <laughs> I know it feels like the world's ending, but it's not. No. Yeah. You're, you're, there was a, you know, there was a moment where, you know, we had a, we had a private equity firm that was, we were really far down the line with, I mean, it had been, I don't know, four or five months of due diligence. And they're just looking at us and p- turning over every rock. And, you know, through that process, we our, our small team, we learned, you know, we, we really don't like these guys very much. You know, um, they've got money. And but as but they're they're you know, they keep moving the goalpost and, you know, they're just really hard to deal with. And we're like, man, this, you know, if we if we, you know, consummate this marriage, this is going to be a long relationship. And we're going to have to deal with these people for a very long time. Um, but as a startup, you know, you need cash. So you're, um, you're always managing cash and watching that. And so you're thinking, man, how painful is it if I get rid of these guys and start the process completely over? And um, I was at a point where I couldn't even contemplate starting over because I was so tired and so drained emotionally. And, um, so I had, I had a, a mutual friend from our peer group that Chris and I are in and she flew out and she coached me up. She stayed here for a week and she said, you're not going to take that deal with those guys. You don't like these people. They're not going to be good partners for you. And I was like, yeah, but I can't start over. And she's like, yeah, you can. 
you know, and, but I was not in a mental capacity where I could make the, the right decision, which was to start over with somebody new. And, but I just couldn't fathom even doing that because I had invested so much time and so much energy and I was drained and I needed that person that understood where I was and the team of people on my peer group that, that could really understand understand what I was going through. And I needed them to give me words of encouragement and say, no, you can actually do this. Wow. That value can't um, because, be calculated. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, it can't. And, and honestly, I would have made a really bad decision probably. I mean, I've, I've made, I'm my, by the way, if you look at my history, it's, it's littered with bad decisions. Okay. I mean, I have, I have a few good ones in there, but there's a, there's a lot of bad decisions, but uh, if you learn from them, you're okay. But this particular point, I was, I was really, um, really down, uh, deflated and exhausted. And it had been a long process. And it, you know, this group was kind of, you know, whether they were negotiating or whether they were just jerks, they, they would find something and they'd make you feel like, Oh man, you don't just don't know what you're talking about, you know? And it, it, for a team of small people to hear that as a startup, it's really deflating because your you know, your vision, is there your, your, your work product is there, the effort that you've gone through and there's someone on the other end saying that's just not that valuable, you know, and we disagreed, but the thought of starting over with a new group and potentially maybe hearing the same thing was just, was just daunting. And so I was rescued in a sense by my peer group and, um, and Chris was very supportive and our mutual friend, uh, Pam, she was very supportive and others. And, and it really made a big difference. And I, I could not have probably made that decision without her flying out here and spending a week with me to really, you know, just convince me everything was going to be okay. Look, we're going to, we're going to get through this. Okay. We're going to switch. We're going to find somebody better. You've got lots of term sheets, lots of people that want to talk to you. And I said, okay. And we found the energy and we just found the way to do it. And it was, I, I, you know, I don't know how we found the way to do it, but we did. And it was the right decision and, um, feeling much better today about everything than, than we ever have quite honestly. And so, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it was, the peer group was extremely valuable. I'd highly recommend that for anyone, you know, is, is that you have to have people that are, understand where you are. And, um, in, with anything in life, really, I mean, if you're having, you know, um, if you have something that's going on in your life and you're really having a hard time dealing, dealing with it, if nobody's ever gone through that and they're trying to coach you up, it's not really the right coach. You know, it's usually got to be somebody that's got that experience. Thanks for listening. We had to cut it short. The conversation continues for another half hour approximately. So tune in next week to hear the rest of the conversation with Tyler and Gar Bennett. And he is going to go over bankruptcy. He's going to go over um, how he deals with pressure. Lots of other good stuff in there. So tune in next week. Follow us on podcasts. Subscribe. All the good stuff. YouTube. Check out our website. Companyontherise.com. Almost said the wrong website. Um, Tune in next week. Join us. Lots of fun. I can't hear it. It's right there. Can you hear me now? You should hear people now. Can you hear me now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, this is Chris with Company on the Rise podcast. Make sure to subscribe to hear more.